0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red Five, Danny by. I am Iron Man. I, I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am Vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. I oh, am yeah. Hello there? Yes. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an avenger. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's Mightiest Heroes I think. Superhero landing. You gotta do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I can do this all day. Hey everybody, it's Mike. How you doing with another quick take? Couple things I'm uh, going to talk to you about today. Uh, before next week's show, Randall and I are working on a uh, dive into Spider Man Far From Home. I have some thoughts on it, some positive, some negative. Randall has some thoughts, so get out there and see it. You have a week, and then we're going we're gonna to bust it wide open. Uh, some other stuff uh, interesting this week. We got a few trailers dropped that were really pretty cool. Knives Out, which is Ryan Johnson's follow up from uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's kind of a, looks like kind of an Agatha Christie murder mystery comedy, and I am totally there for it. It looks like it's amazing. Uh, Daniel Craig uh, does some pretty decent stuff in comedy. I don't know if uh, any of you saw um, Logan Lucky, but he was really, really great in a comedy role there. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Uh, the new Jumanji movie, Jumanji The Next Level, channel drop that's about what I expected from the next Jumanji movie, so it looks like it is going to be happening around Christmas. Also coming out around Christmas, uh, looks like we have Spies in Disguise, which is an animated film starring Will Smith because he doesn't really do enough, so uh, he's going to be in that. And then today... The new uh, the first trailer for Mulan dropped, and it was really really a surprise because it looks like they're taking this thing seriously and not going uh, as a deep kids movie. So I am definitely definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be out next year. So uh, some interesting stuff there. But what I really wanted to talk to you about today, uh, you know, we I started it off at the top talking about Spider Man, which is a movie that everybody's going to be seeing. Uh, But I want to talk to you about some movies that you haven't seen or that maybe you haven't seen, you probably haven't seen, that you should have seen. Uh, I want to talk to you about five, really quick, about five movies. I want to plant the seed in you. Five movies from the 2000s that you probably have not seen that you really should see. And uh, the first one that I want to talk to you about is uh, the oldest one of the group. I'm going to go kind of chronologically. And this one is from 2006. And this is a film called Babel. So I, Written and directed by, or was directed by uh, Alejandro Inarritu, who you may remember from uh, films such as Birdman and The Revenant. He directed those films. He's a fantastic director uh, from Mexico, Academy Award winning. And uh, Babel is a film that he did in 2006. It's a really, really interesting film. It's, uh, it's what's called hyperlink cinema, which means that it tells three different stories Uh, and those stories are kind of connected. They're not woven together in really, but they are connected to each other. And the interesting thing about this film is that it's, it's almost none of it is in English. Uh, it's in Arabic and it's in Japanese and it's in Spanish. And some of it is in English. It takes place in Morocco and Japan and the United States and Mexico and uh, there's some really, really fantastic performances in this film. It was uh, th- it was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards, including Best Director, Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, two Best Supporting Actress nominations uh, for Adriana Barraza, and Rinko Kukuchi, who you may know from Pacific Rim, um, and it won an Oscar for... Uh, Best original score. The music in this thing is absolutely fantastic. Got a bunch of BAFTA nominations. Won best music in there. Got a Golden Globe for best picture. Uh, got a lot of guild nominations. Um, got a best director and can for uh, Inaratsu. So it's a really fantastic movie. Um, it's not for kids. There is uh, some. It's a difficult movie to watch, kind of, um, especially the Japan segment of it. Uh, all these films are actually kind of films that maybe you 're going to watch once and not watch them again, but they 're really, really good films to watch so um, yeah, go see Babel, look it up, find it and uh, and watch it it's uh, it 's a different kind of movie, I guarantee you you 've never seen anything like it really and uh, it 's really worth watching the next film uh, a two thousand and nine science fiction film directed by Junk- Duncan Jones, not Junkin Jones. Duncan Jones, who is the son of David Bowie, actually, Uh, this is a film called Moon, and it is a great, great science fiction film um, with a fantastic almost one-man show performance by Sam Rockwell, who you may remember as Justin Hammer in Iron Man 2. Rockwell just, just does a tremendous job. He is alone almost the entire film. Uh, There's a voice performance by Kevin Spacey. Uh, Benedict Wong has a small role in it. Uh, Chaos Goldilario has a small role in it. Robin Chalk has a small role in it. But um, there is uh, really, it's just Sam Rockwell in it. You know, guys, I'm going to do a couple of mild spoilers for almost all these movies. So um, just be ready for that. But, you know, this is a 10-year-old movie, so you should have seen it by now but this uh this movie takes a look at cloning and the ethics of cloning and uh and how we treat um, well how we potentially treat people that we think of as not as shall we say uh, fully formed as we are or not as important as we are and uh it's really a great, great conversation to have um you know, another uh, film that won, won a BAFTA award for uh, outstanding debut for a, a director. Um, it, run, it won, um, it was nominated for a ton of BIFA awards and won uh, a couple of them. And the BIFA is the British Independent Film Awards. Um, won some other stuff. It's just really a great, great film. Um, and you should see it. You should dig it up and take a look at it. It's really fantastic. The, uh, the next film on my list is a uh, 2014 entry, and it is a film called Nightcrawler. It's written and directed by Dan Gilroy, um, who is a great writer, and, uh, and this is his directorial debut. He's the brother of uh, Tony Gilroy, who's been involved in a lot of projects uh, with his brother. Um, it stars uh, Rene Russo, Riz Ahmed, Bill Paxton and a absolutely incredible guys incredible performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. He should have won an Oscar for this. Um, it tells the story of this guy who, uh, how to describe this? He is a guy who is just always on the hustle, always on the on the move, and he comes across the idea that people in uh, people who watch the news. Love these like crazy stories where you know people get hurt and people die, and so he starts to uh, he becomes a freelancer, a guy who just like you know, like basically an ambulance chaser, but for news. He runs around and he follows these uh, you know these ambulances and fire trucks or whatever and gets these stories and sells them to a TV station. But then he starts to realize that he can actually maybe make things happen. And he's played absolutely fantastically. This character is like just this really creepy sociopath um, that Jake Hall just gives a amazing, amazing performance in. And uh, it was really, kind of overlooked by the oscars which is really kind of unfortunate um it did win um an oscar for best original for it was nominated for an oscar for best original screenplay um but the fact that that jake Hall did not get um nominated for this thing is just absolutely insane you know and this was the year if you remember uh, if you're an Oscar kind of guy, um, this is the year in 2015 for 2014 films where everybody was complaining that, you know, David Alejo didn't get nominated for Selma. And, and I, I guess I can understand that. I mean, Selma was a good film and he gave a really great performance. Um, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys if I was going to take somebody out of uh, the best picture, uh, the best actor um, category that year, you know, if I was going to, like, pull in, it would probably, for me, be Bennett Cumberbatch for Imitation Game. I'd probably take him out. I mean, it was a good performance, but it was it was nothing to really write home about. You know, David Alewa, as good as he was, was not my guy. It was Jake Gyllenhaal was my guy. I might, that was a performance that I think he really should have won. Um, as good as Michael Keaton was for Birdman, as good as Steve Carell was in Foxcatcher, I... Uh, you know Eddie Renmain for the theory of everything who won that year. It's like, does anybody even remember that movie? Um, you would have remembered Nightcrawler if you've seen it. So I really suggest that you go out and find it and get it um, and watch the film because it's really, really a fantastic film. It's, uh, it it really makes you think about how you consume media and where some of these, especially in these days where like, everything is clickbait and everything is just designed to catch your eye and get you to, to watch a story or read a story, like really where these stories come from. Uh, so that is, that is Nightcrawler. Uh, the next film on my list is probably my favorite film out of all of these films, uh, and it is the 2017 film directed by Sean Baker called The Florida Project. Uh, this is really an interesting film, not only in, in the story that it tells, but in how this film is made. Um, so basically what this film does is it tells a story of these, this community of people who, and apparently this is a real thing, these people, um, they live in uh, all those cheap motels on the strip outside of Walt Disney World. And they're kind of, they're basically homeless. But they can scrape enough money together every month to pay the rent in this motel, and 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 this was actually filmed in a working motel where a lot of the people and the extras were actually the people that this film is about, you know. And uh, it's just a breathtaking performance by Willem Dafoe as the hotel manager, who you could just tell like this guy is one step above these people, and he knows, you know. So. Part of him has the sympathy for them because he's been there and part of him is terrified that these people are just going to screw up what he's been able to scrape together. Um, but the real, the real revelation in this film are uh, the, two, the two leads, um, a woman named uh, Bria, Ven- Bria Venente, who is not an actress. Um, you know, The director found her like on Instagram and liked her look and basically taught her to act as they were making the film, um, and a six year old girl named Brooklyn Prince who was just really really the star of this movie and uh it's just it's just really just at the same time heartbreaking and uplifting film about this 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 piece of society that you would never think of um and just some really great opportunistic moments of filmmaking you know if you read about how this film was made like uh, there was a there was a, a, a scene they were going to do and then somebody was walking, one of the producers walking outside and there was like this big rainbow and they just like ran outside with the cameras and shot a scene because they wanted to get the rainbow in the background. Um, there's a scene where Willem Dafoe was like chasing geese off the lawn of the motel, which was just completely made up on the spot. They were like in the, they were in the, in the, in the lobby of the hotel talking about some stuff. And Baker saw the geese, and he told the foe, "Like, go do, go, go get rid of those geese, you know." And he followed. He ran out behind him with the camera, and the whole thing was just made up on the spot. And then the, the last scene in the movie is shot inside Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom, and it was completely guerrilla filmmaking. They didn't have any permits. They didn't request any permission. They just went in there, and like I think he shot it. I shot that scene on his iPhone, uh, and it was just uh, completely kind of under the radar. It was just amazing. And uh, so it's a really great film. It's heartbreaking, but it's also heartwarming. And it just makes you really think about people that you probably never think about, you know? Um, And then the last film that I want to recommend to you is uh, a film from last year, and it's called Roma. And it's on Netflix, and if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you haven't watched it, because... um, It's uh, right there on Netflix. Uh, It's done by uh, Alfonso Cuaron, who uh, is just an amazing, amazing director. He did Gravity. He did Children of Men um, and uh, received 10 nominations uh, at the Academy Awards last year, which is uh, tied for the most nominated film. Um, And it won... uh, for best foreign Language film, I think it won for um, best director and it won for best cinematography and it is and Coron was the cinematographer and it was it is such an amazing, beautiful film and and i 'm going to tell you why um, this film tells a story of basically a, a maid, a domestic servant for a middle class family in Mexico City. Which is not at all uncommon. Middle class, um, middle class people in Mexico tend to have live-in servants from very poor areas of Mexico, and um, in this case, uh, this was a, a doctor and his family, and they have um, two servants, two live-in servants, and it's it really focuses on this one, and uh, and it's a very small, it's a very intimate story, but it's. What Coron does is uses these epic visual tropes to tell the story, and by that I mean he shoots this film as if he's shooting Lawrence of Arabia. It's got big panoramas. It's, it's, it's got, well, it's all done in black and white, but it's beautiful black and white. It's got big panoramas. It's got long takes. Um, a lot of wonders, a lot of uh, scenes that are happening Um, you know, where there's a lot of things like a a five minute scene. That's just one big take. Um, A lot of uh, like tableaus where you're just looking at like there's scenes shot from inside the house where you could see inside multiple rooms at the same time. It's like the camera's set up and you could see this bedroom and you could see that bedroom and you could see the living room and you could see a hallway and a stairway and something like, like a, like a big house is, you know, there's something happening all over the place and you just decide what you're gonna watch. He just like, makes this tableau and, and you just watch it. Um, so you really have to go back a couple of times to watch it. And you have to pay attention to it because um, you know none of it's in English. It's, it's, in, uh, it's largely in Spanish um, and there's also uh, some um, indigenous language there, because not, not everybody in Mexico speaks Spanish as a first language. Um, and so it's just, it's really, really, um, it's such a beautiful film. It's such a beautifully shot film. It's such a beautifully acted film. Um, you know, it's, uh, Apparaccio who, uh, plays Cleo the maid is, uh, so wonderful in this film. Um, and if you're going to watch only one film off of this list that I'm giving you, watch Roma. Cause it's, guys, it's on Netflix, just fire up your Netflix and go see this thing. Uh, It's a long movie. Uh, It's a movie you have to pay attention to. It's a movie that you may sit there for the first 20 minutes and go, what am I watching? Um, And then it'll finally click with you, what you're seeing and how beautiful this film is. Um, So that's it, guys. That's all I got to say. Just a couple of uh, hints for me on stuff that maybe you have overlooked uh, and... You should go see because these are all really, really tremendous films, each with their own special, unique things that they, they bring to the table. That um, in, this, in this time of you know, intellectual property and franchises and sequels and remakes, that these, these five movies with their unique ideas um, are really worth checking out. So we'll see you guys next week uh, when Randall and I get together and we go through uh, a franchise sequel IP movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, But in the meantime, get yourselves ready by watching at least one of these unique independent films. Take care, guys.